on the Northland Outdoors Radio Network, this is Northland Outdoors Radio. For the next hour, we'll give you the latest on fishing, hunting, and spending time in the outdoors all across the Northland. Welcome to Northland Outdoors Radio. Now here's your host, Brett T-Bone Amundsen. Well, welcome back to Northland Outdoors Radio, heard on 22 stations across the Northland, soon to be 24. In a couple of weeks, we'll be heard in Pine City, Minnesota, and also Siren, Wisconsin. And of course, each week on this station that you're listening to right now. Thanks for tuning in. For the next hour, we'll get you caught up on everything the outdoor world has to offer, from hunting to fishing and everything in between. Turkeys are showing up in my newsfeed all over the place, and the coolest part about it is that most of the photos show young kids holding a bird. We'll talk turkeys and getting more youth involved in the outdoors with Jamie Dittman later this hour. We're also hearing more and more about the Zika virus. What is it, and what should you be worried about? Well, Emma Moore is based in Wisconsin and an expert on the virus. She'll tell us more about it, and also wood ticks since it's that time of the year first though ladies and gentlemen we welcome the northland outdoors staff greg kaiser hey there ryan peterson right on brett back at climate you guys been seeing wood ticks yet anywhere tons no a few a few in the dog terrible because i was surprised i did pull one off my dog the other day and i've been in northwest wisconsin where they're real thick i've been in central minnesota where they're real thick uh, I haven't seen, I know they're out there, but I haven't seen them yet. But Greg, you... you Terrible. Turkey hunting. Everywhere. Deer ticks, wood ticks. <laughs> Gross. Yeah. And I did have a, a buddy of mine uh, posted on Facebook, hey, I need your help, guys. I pulled this small tick and now it's all red and it's sore and am I going to die? <laughs> it's a bad deal. That Lyme disease Scary is a bad, oh, bad, yeah. bad deal. Yeah, it is. That's so. not all either. They carry a lot of stuff, so mm-hmm. not cool. They do. Uh, so if you uh, get bit, keep an eye on it. All right, uh, Becca, how was your trip to Vegas, by the way? Pretty fantastic, actually. Can you can you can you legally tell us anything about it? Because <laughs> you know what they I, say about Vegas. Totally, yes, yes. What happens there usually stays there. But no, um, one thing that happened to me was I was walking around in one of the big places, and there was a, a marble statue there, and there was a bunch of money in front of it. I'm like. I asked my mom, and I'm like, I wonder if that's real. So I went up and touched it, and here the the statue moves, and I scream, and I, like, run away. And my dad is laughing his butt off, and still to this day, like, three weeks, two weeks later, he's like, that was my favorite part. I'm like, we went to Cirque du Soleil, we went to Fremont Street, but no, me getting scared by a a statue moving is his favorite part. Caesar's Palace? Yes, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I had an awesome, awesome time. Uh, Brian, you were somewhere very, very similar to Las Vegas, Hayward, Wisconsin. Yeah, it's right up there. They share some similarities. Yeah, there's a casino not too far from Hayward. There is. There's LCO. a couple of them. Um, great area. A little different than Vegas than, than <laughs> Becca's experience. But but for me, it was ideal. It's it's probably like my Vegas. Uh, it's got everything I need right there. It was uh, the Hall of Fishing or the uh, Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame and Museum just opened. Um, not a lot of people there, but there soon will be. Uh, that big muskie draws them in, and everywhere you look, there's big muskies. I mean, it's whether it's uh, at the Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame, whether it's the statue outside, whether it's in the bars or restaurants, they're, they're everywhere. Uh, but it's a lot more than that, too. That forest is uh, very impressive, uh, a, a good elk herd there now. Um, 
Did you go up? You can. Can you walk into that musky? Can't you climb up in that musky? Or am I thinking of something? No, else? I, I climb. It's four and a half stories, and you, it's four and a half stories. Yeah, it's you, that big. Yeah, forty-five feet. You're kidding. No, so I've I, driven by it. I've never been in it. I had no idea it was that big. Yeah, I walked uh, all the way to the top to the. Did you need a, like and, a respirator to get to the <laughs> uh, oxygen of course, tank? Of course not. I'm in great shape. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was interesting, but uh, I did make it up there, and that's where all the photo ops happen up at the top of the muskie in the, in the mouth. And so I did that whole bit, and then came down and toured the uh, the Hall of Fame and uh, fishing museum, and it's it's very impressive. And uh, I would uh, I would suggest anybody goes there. Greg Kaiser, have you ever been up to uh, the Rainy in the Spring? No Rainy River here. No. Well, you missed out. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> Every year, you got to do this. If you haven't been up there, I was up there last week with Joe Henry from Lake of the Woods Tourism, also uh, Jamie Dittman fishing out of Jamie's Pink Boat. And, you know, we caught, we caught plenty of walleyes while we were up there. The season closes on that border water in the middle, middle part of April. That's why everybody goes up there to fish walleyes in April because they, they stay open as long as Ontario stays open for walleyes. And you get, you know, 100% of the walleyes from Lake of the Woods go into this tiny river, you know. And I, I'm exaggerating on both both accounts. It's not a tiny river necessarily, and it's not all the walleyes, but a ton of walleyes go into the Rainy River to spawn every spring. It seems like it, because everybody around you is catching fish, and they're catching these fatties, you know, that are just getting ready to have all kinds of babies, or at least the, you know, get rid of some eggs anyway. It's, uh, it's unbelievable. So they're catching big fish up there. But we also went up there for the sturgeon, which is uh, really, really cool because these are prehistoric fish. And it's about the only place really in the area where you can catch something over 70 inches long. That's, you know, these female sturgeon up there get to 150 years old. That's unbelievable. Mm, yeah. I, that's, I think about that from a 150 year old fish that, that could go, you know, 100 to 200 pounds. And uh, so the sturgeon season is open now, and that will stay open until mid-May, and then it'll close as they spawn from middle of May to the end of, end of June, and then it opens back up July 1 through, I think, through the end of August, uh, or maybe into September, and that's, a, that's actually a harvest season. So if you buy a sturgeon tag, you could actually keep a sturgeon between 45 and 50 inches if you wanted to keep one, but man, it's just fun to go up there and uh, and catch fish. And I did catch my first sturgeon, ladies and gentlemen, while we were up there. Thank you very much. It wasn't huge. <laughs> we're using dough balls. We were using uh, uh, big uh, five-out circle hooks covered as much as you could with crawlers and uh, frozen emerald shiners. Nice. Mm, scrumptious. Yes, they were delicious. I ate some myself. <laughs> that wasn't the only sturgeon we caught. However, but you'll have to watch Northland Outdoors television to see the rest. This is Northland Outdoors Radio. We've been all over the place for the TV show lately. We're also at Whispering Emerald Ridge in Menominee last weekend for their annual disabled veterans hunt that they do in conjunction with the Washington County Pheasants Forever. It's something they've been doing for 17 years or so. And this week, we, ha we, are, we headed up to the North Shore to follow the Kamloops run. And this is a really cool story that I'm, I'm going to witness, uh, or I was able to witness it for the first time. Greg, you, however, have been up there before. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. It's, uh, it's neat. You get out at the big lake at the mouth of the lake, and you fish with weighted bobbers and huck it way out there as far as you can. You can actually fish two lines if you get far enough away. And then uh, you get into the streams, and it changes the regulations. You can only use a single hook at that point in one line. And uh, so it's a little different style of fishing. You can do 
a number of different ways, and it's a lot of people do it. It's it's really cool. And well, it's it's, it's, it's become cool. a, a cultural thing up there. Sure, it's uh, and it's something you can take home and eat. So I mean, it's uh, it's a pretty big deal. They're a nice big fish and provide a lot of food and. Yeah, it's very cool. And it's a great time of year to get outside on those nice days and it says the water warms, so Well and what a better place to do it than the North Shore. Oh, it's beautiful. More than you ever wanted to know about Kamloops. More than you ever wanted to know about Kamloops. More than you ever wanted to know about Greg told us a little bit about the Kamloop there, but now we're going to learn more. Kamloops are a stocked rainbow trout in Lake Superior, as opposed to the wild steelhead. Now, question number one, how big, guys, can Kamloops get? Is it A, 6 pounds, B, 9 pounds, or C, 49.8 pounds? Brian. Uh, I'm going to go with B. B, 9 pounds. Becca. I'm going to go 6 pounds. 6 pounds. Greg. I'll go B. B is the correct answer. 9 pounds is the correct answer. Congratulations. We'll keep track of who's actually going to win this time. Because <laughs> I've got a great prize lined up. Sure you do. And what is it? It's lined up. It doesn't mean I've got it ready. Is it? That's going to be leftover yes. spawn bags. I don't think want to win it. Surprise us. Surprise. Question number two, more than you ever wanted to know about Kamloops, where is it thought that these Kamloops originated from? Is it A, South America, B, California, or C, the supermarket where no animals were harmed? Greg. B, California. Becca. I'm going to go with B as well. B, Brian. Uh, B as in Becca. According to recent research listed on the Minnesota Steelheader, Steelheader website, the Kamloops trout is more closely related to the rainbows and steelhead of California rather than those on the British Columbia's coast. It is now believed that these trout migrated to the interior region during glacial recession around 12,000 years ago. Okay, so they came from California 12,000 years ago. However, genetic analyses show that Kamloops currently stocked in Minnesota waters do not represent the pure form of Kamloops trout. They are as such referred to as a hatchery strain. So they are hatched and stocked. When did Kamloops stocking begin in Minnesota waters? Guys, is it A, 1970s, B, 1940s, or C, last Tuesday? Last that explains Tuesday. last Tuesday. Becca. Yeah. I'm going to say 1940s. 40s. Greg. Uh, 70s. 70s. And Brian. I'll go with the 70s. Starting in the 1970s, <laughs> experimental stocking of rainbow trout yearlings began in Minnesota as an attempt to augment the wild steelhead stocks. Question number four. More than you ever wanted to know about Kamloops. Why are Kamloops only stocked in southern tributaries of Lake Superior? Is it A to limit crossbreeding with wild steelhead, B, because it's too far to drive to northern tributaries, or C, because of the Civil War? Because of the Civil War. <laughs> Becca. I'm going to go with the Civil War. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> No, I'm going with A. A, to limit crossbreeding with wild steelhead. Brian. Uh, boy, B and C are tempting, but I will also go with A. And Greg. A. 
It is to limit crossbreeding. Kamloops steelhead crosses display a number of undesirable traits that limit their ability to survive starting right at the egg stage. So they try to limit the crossbreeding by keeping those fish. Where they get released, they imprint on the smell of the river, the French River, and I believe the Leicester River, and I think uh, to a lesser extent, there's one more river that they stock these Kamloops in, and they, they imprint with the smell of that river, so they stay in that area and they come back to that area to spawn. But they have found tagged Kamloops uh, quite a ways away. I think over in the neck of the woods where you were at recently, Brian, over in northern Wisconsin, they found some, some stocked cam loops over in the there. brule i think they run a bit and you'll find them yep question number five how many cam loops are stocked in lake superior each year is it a two hundred fifty thousand, b ninety two thousand five hundred, or c one hundred thousand and one greg a two hundred fifty thousand. brian yeah i'd go with a becca I'm going to go with B. B is the correct answer, yes. Becca. Boom, what? In your face. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> 92,500 with a third or so coming from the French River Hatchery and the rest at Spire Valley in Reamer. Uh, 35,000 yearlings come from the uh, go into the French River, 32,500 go into the Leicester River, and then 25,000 go into Ta- Talmadge Creek. Talmadge Creek as well and uh, they that's part of the reason why they're trying to raise seven and a half million dollars for the French River hatchery uh, so that they can return uh, they can do more of the the hatching and more of the stocking from the French River because the fish that are reared there and hatched there uh, come out larger than the ones out of Spire Valley and have a better chance at survival so they're they're trying to fix up the French River hatchery a little bit so they can get more and uh, more higher quality Kamloops stocked so there we go. Uh, more than you ever wanted to know about the cam loops. Do we have a winner? I don't remember. I think I won that. Becca. I won that one. Sorry. I'll give it to Becca. Spawn bags. It's all yours, Becca. Enjoy. Yay, I won. And now on Northland Outdoors Radio, running afoul of the law. Dun, dun, dun. One of these days, I'm going to spend some money on sound effects and get some real sound effects. Dun, dun, dun. Running afoul of the law. True or false on this one, Brian? CEO Dustin Miller of Wyndham responded to a call of 10 white-tailed bucks' heads cut off with the antlers sawed off. One of the heads was found in the bed of the Wyndham mayor after he promised to crack down on organized crime. In Wyndham. True. Mm, you had me until the very True end. True or false. Wyndham and organized crime, I'm going to say that's uh, false. Okay, that is false. We should say that some of these things are true, and some of them are thankfully made up by us. Uh, There were 10 heads found with the antlers sawed off in Pat's Grove County Park. However, none of them made the mayor's bed. That we know of. That (laughs) that is correct. Rug afoul of the law. This is from the Weekly Conservation Officers Report of the Minnesota DNR. CEO Brent Grundmeyer from Hinkley patrolled state forest ATV trails and dealt with multiple violations of ATVs and dirt bikes operating in restricted areas. Some late night public access violations were dealt with that included littering, drinking, illegal burning, and quite possibly bad decisions. Becca, is this true or false? 
I'm gonna. I was gonna go with false until the bad decisions, but that's probably true. It is mostly true. We did add the bad decisions <laughs> part, but that is mostly true. There you go, Rodney. Nice, foul. Nice addition, though. I like it. Of the, <laughs> I'm sure there were bad decisions. <laughs> <made>. Always are. <laughs> to always be are. honest. All right, the summer issue of Northland Outdoors magazine is almost ready to be uh, sent out to our our uh, readers. Brian, when is the the issue going to be coming out? It's coming out. Uh, publication date is May 13th, so just in time for the fishing opener. Okay, a couple of weeks from now. So people, do they still have time to subscribe for free? They do. It's And it's not going to happen forever. So if you want to subscribe for free to our magazine, go to northlandoutdoors.com. What are they going to see in the summer issue? It's going to be a lot of fishing, but uh, just along the same lines as the spring magazine, pretty much everything outdoors will have uh, uh, wild edibles, uh, berry picking, that sort of thing. Um, you name it, it's it's in there. But a lot of it is is fishing-oriented. Uh, a lot of the big names in fishing, um, some of the big places and destinations to fish, and uh, uh, not just walleye fishing either. All kinds of fishing. Yeah, catfishing um, on the Red River. Uh, I don't want to give everything away, but uh, uh, yeah, I mean, a there'll lot of be good stuff. some surprises. There will be a lot of surprises. Subscribe now for free to find out. And we should talk about this magazine a little bit because it's not. Uh, you know, a newspaper. It's not, you know, just a, it, it's full of advertising. It's a, This is a high quality, real nice magazine with photography and, uh, you know, the, the thicker pages. I mean, it's an, it's it's put together nicely. Yeah, it's glossy, uh, real thick stock paper, uh, 64 pages of Outdoors Bliss. Something that doesn't get thrown away after people read it. Oh, no, it's, it's coffee table quality. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to hold on to it and... Uh, uh, the summer magazine is going to be no different. So subscribe now for free at northlandoutdoors.com. The Northland Outdoors radio staff, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much. You. Becca, Brian, Thanks, and Greg. Thank you for being on the radio show. Coming up, Jamie Dittman talks about his Rainy River experience, also getting kids involved in turkey hunting, and he's coaching high school kids on a fishing team. You heard me correct. There are high school fishing teams now. I mean, how great is that? You have Clay Target, you have NASP. Now you can, there's, a, there's fishing teams in high school. Where, can I go back to high school? Can I pull a Billy Madison here? I ask that every day. <laughs> Come on. Man, we missed out. Uh, anyway, Jamie will tell us all about that coming up later in the show. Also, Emma Moore is an expert on bugs and bugs that bite and transmit diseases. We'll talk Zika virus, West Nile, Lyme disease, and more coming up on Northland Outdoors Radio. Thanks, we're just fishing. Yeah. Oh, she thinks we're just fishing. We ain't only 
Deus. This is Northland Outdoors Radio. How would you like this to be the sound of your alarm clock? The Lakeshore Kings have your chance to spend weekends and weekdays in Lake Country with the unique opportunity to own and operate your own resort. Birchhaven Resort on Birch Lake near Hackensack offers sunset views from its sandy beach and comfortable cabins. And it's on the market at an extremely reasonable price. Contact Steve Leary or Preston Peters of Exit Lakes Realty by visiting lakeshorekings.com. That's lakeshorekings.com. And begin your life at the lake today. Hey, anglers, looking for a destination where walleyes, fresh air, and fish fries are a way of life? Look no further than the famous waters of Lake of the Woods. From Badette and the Rainy River to the main lake up to the Northwest Angle. Here you'll enjoy the best walleye catch rate in the state. Maybe you'll pursue world-class sturgeon, pike, or muskies. Plus you'll find lots of full-service resorts offering charter boats, delicious meals, and lots of Minnesota nice. Come experience the walleye capital of the world. Come experience Lake of the Woods. Catch the details at lakeofthewoodsmn.com. Hunting waterfowl around Lacquaparle is a Minnesota waterfowling tradition. Watson Hunting Camp is Western Minnesota's premier full-service waterfowl hunting camp. Stay in the Watson Hunting Camp Hotel or Bunkhouse and have dinner in the Watson Hunting Camp Restaurant. Fishermen and campers are welcome. Watson Hunting Camp comes with RV hookups, live music, and drink specials. The Watson Hunting Camp Bar is open Wednesday through Saturday from 4 p.m. to close. Look for our billboard just north of Watson on Highway 7. For more information and directions, find us on Facebook or visit WatsonHunting.com. This is Northland Outdoors Radio. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Bring along your fishing pole, leave your dirty dishes, meet me by the fishing hole and where you left the bridges. Tell your mind, Paul, everything's all right. We're really going fishing next Saturday night. I like the way this song sounds. Any leave fishing those, song is good. <laughs> leave those dirty dishes behind. <laughs> Spade Cooley. We're going fishing. This is Northland Outdoors Radio. Thanks for tuning in. We are broadcasting all across the Northland Outdoors Radio Network. I'm Brett Amundsen, and recently I spent a few days in a boat wrapped in pink on the Rainy River. The owner of that boat is Jamie Dittman. Jamie's back on the show. How are you doing? Very good. You made it up to the Rainy twice this year. Last week, we were filming for Northland Outdoors Television in the Pink Boat for Hope. We did all right, but as far as the sturgeon were concerned, it wasn't quite as good as the trip you made up before, was it? No, it wasn't really stellar. You know, we got some nice fish, but it wasn't constant like the week before. I still can't get over the fact that you caught 30 fish in a day and a half up there. Well, next time we got to get 40. Yeah, well, let's go back up before the season closes. Okay. We need to talk about that. I'm in. We did catch some nice walleyes with Joe Henry of Lake of the Woods Tourism. And Jamie, you actually connected with the biggest sturgeon of the trip while we were walleye fishing. Yeah, one of those where you really don't want to fight a sturgeon on walleye gear or spend a lot of time doing it because we wanted to get going and get going and not spend a lot of all day doing it. So uh, we got there pretty <laughs> yeah, right, quick. Right away, <laughs> he, he gets a, uh, you know, he fills a fish or whatever, and he goes, oh, no. <laughs> do we want to do this? What do you mean? Yeah, we're filming this. Of course we want to do this. A lot of guys will fight sturgeon on that light walleye gear for about 45 minutes, and you said, nope. We're getting her done. They cranked the drag tight, and we got her done. <laughs> Pulled that fish in in seven minutes, and how big was it? 51 inches. 51 inches. That and was my record. 
And that, uh, according to the uh, the DNR's uh, length versus weight model, that uh, 51 inch sturgeon will weigh around 30 pounds somewhere in there. That's a big fish. Yeah, I mean, it was a fighter. <laughs> you haul in a 30 pound, 51 inch fish on what 10 pound test? 10 pound. When the handle on the rod actually bends because you're reefing so hard, you're it's a big fish. <laughs> well, uh, that was awesome. We got it on film. You'll be able to watch that on Northland Outdoors Television. But it can buy me a boat. Northland Outdoors Radio.